I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome to the After Show for Married at First Sight. This is for episodes of five, six, and seven. I am your host, V. Tyler Tyson, and I am joined by my boy, Elgin. What's up, man? Yo, what's up? I'm ready to talk about this show today. Oh, that's just, uh, how did you feel about uh, <laughs> this episode in particular? Well, uh, these episodes, these series yeah. of episodes. Um, I felt like I liked them a little bit more than the past episodes, but for different reasons. I felt like there wasn't as much drama than the last few episodes, but I liked a couple of these people a lot more than the last couple of people that we've had. Season. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Elgin and I, we will be covering episodes uh, five, six, and seven. So, of course, that's the marriage, that's the honeymoon, and everything that happened in between. Shout out to our girl, Lanisha, who was out. Uh, big prayers and everything up for Lanisha. We'll see her hopefully next week. And so, let's go ahead and jump into our very first couple. Let's start with, um, I want to start with Michael and Stacy. Like, what did you think, first of all, about how they how they even came about at their marriage. Because their marriage situation was a little, was a little off. Um, <clears throat> that was so cringe. Like, the that first initial exchange was like, okay, so are y'all gonna interact with each other? Like, y'all gonna say something? And then the way that he tried to do a little icebreaker and she just stood there mute was so awkward to me. Oh my that gosh. It was like, Y'all should just end it right here because I don't know where y'all gonna go after this. But I think throughout the ceremony, nah, it was still cringe. The whole it was still bad. It was still bad. So, like to remind our viewers, um, Stacy and Michael. So Michael was the guy who has the ice company, I believe. He has a a nice amount of money from everything Mm -hmm. that people are kind of saying. Stacy's a single mother. She has two boys. Um, both her father and her brother, who kind of took the place of her father uh, when he passed away. Both of them passed away very early on in her life. And so she has uh, trust issues. And he kind of comes across like a a frat boy at times. He loves to have fun and joke. And he's just a guy that works hard and lives by playing hard also. And so when they saw each other, physically, she is his type, but he is not her type at all. And her friends, once again, she has some toxic friends who are out there in the audience yelling some stuff and talking about, oh, no, he's not going to do, he's not good enough, all of this stuff. And so, boom, as Elgin said, we had this very awkward meeting. They just stood there at the altar for what seemed like eternity. He was blushing and she looked pissed. It was just, it was just all bad. (laughs) So we move on from the wedding. Well, actually, we can't. We move on from the actual wedding ceremony and we go to the reception. And this is when my, there was a seed that was planted for me of Stacey that I cannot get rid of, no matter how (laughs) much she pours out her heart, no matter how beautiful she may be, no matter how ambitious she may be. That seed that was planted happened when Someone in her entourage pointed out the fact that he has, uh, that he's sitting on what appears to be a nice amount of money and that he is a business person, very wealthy and all of this stuff. And then we see this complete shift in the way that she's approaching this relationship. Some may say she's a gold digger. Elgin, what do you say? 
Nah, I ain't saying she a gold digger. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh yeah, she I think she might be there for the money because she was so bad that whole entire time. And as soon as they said that he got money, her whole attitude shifted. And I I almost want to say that that isn't true because later down the line, like she's arguing hard with this dude. And that makes it seem like, okay, well, maybe she don't really exactly. care about all that because she will be sucking up a little bit more to him. Or, but no, go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. Oh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that whole transition was weird because why would you do that in the first place? And then, like, everyone saw it. So it's like, no way that you can go around it. So I feel like <laughs> it's partly she's there for the money, but other stuff happens. So I'm really confused. <laughs> So the way my creative mind works from time to time, I love telling stories as you can. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And so I will go ahead and piece together a story if it makes <laughs> sense. And so I have already kind of pieced together her story. And for me, even though I want to believe that she has this heart and she's just this amazing person, a part of me still, because of that seed that was planted, thinks that this is all part of the plan. Like I know, unfortunately, quite a few nice looking people who set traps for others and, and, and for them to fall in love with them so that they can get what they want. And to me, once she kind of saw that he one was completely enamored by her. I mean, he let that, he played that card immediately yeah. when she walked out. And then when she <laughs> found out he had money, what she did was okay. She knew she had him. So now I'm going to be manipulative. Now I'm going to, train him the way I need to tra- I told you men are like myself included men are like dogs you can train us to be anything you want us to be for the most part we're like a blank slate most times and so she was like okay cool I'm gonna train him to be exactly what I need him to be so that it works for me and everything that I saw the little argument over the fact that he went out and drank with some random people all of those little petty arguments to me was just her way of sealing her deal and her trap to to get him hooked that's just my take. But we'll we'll have to wait and find out because, you know, they kind of left us hanging. Uh, when they went on their honeymoon, you know, like I just said, they kind of had a little back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't immediately, like, sleep together in that way, consummate the marriage. They didn't immediately do that. Um, it wasn't until after they made up from the argument that it does look like they made some headway. <laughs> no pun intended. And then they... Um, <laughs> and consummated the marriage what did you think about that part with them consummated now that i don't want to say it went too fast because this is what you want to show for but now that you said that that whole like manipulation tactic i think that kind of is the way that it went because even (laughs) after like if you saw when they were talking right like she was just saying and I feel like it was the right time to do this. It. it felt like she was acting like it did not feel natural at all. So I'm like, it was all why? part of the plan. Like, 
And I told once that seed is planted, I'm sorry that I planted that seed for you. Cause once that seed was planted, <laughs> I can never get this. Like, I can't get rid of it. That's all I see now. And I'm hoping yeah, that I'm wrong. Cause I like both of them, but I just really mm-hmm. feel like she's there for the money. So, okay, let's move on to our next. Did you have anything to say about the, any more? Did I leave anything out about Ah, uh, nah, it's, it, that, that, that whole marriage is ruined in my head now. So it ain't much to go off on. <laughs> it's not ruined all right well let's move on (laughs) to uh ivan and alex so this is our i can't remember the the exact uh locations in eastern europe that they're from Mm -hmm. but both of them are from like eastern european countries um Uh, serbia or i believe something like that serbian Mm -hmm. um but and and so they have that same belief and that same foundation so they understand each other they're also very strong-willed people um Mm -hmm. He and, and and in some ways they both come across very cold and icy, in my opinion. Um, and, and he is, I think, has a lot more work to do than she does. Like he has a lot of issues compared to her. Uh, let's just start with where they first met at the altar. What did you think about that? Because here we go again with these toxic A friends and the friends <laughs> talking about, oh, he's not her type. She's not going to want him, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And she gets there, and in her mind, because you know how they have the um, the confession part, she's mm-hmm. saying, like, you know, no, he's not my type, but I'm excited. Like, her, what she's thinking and the way that she expresses it is completely different from what her toxic K friends are saying. What did you think about that? Yeah, I like that. I like this um, first initial scene more so than the past ones that I've seen, because I felt like those people that had friends like that thought exactly like them so they got in their own way and they also had a couple more people in their way uh blocking them from you know finding what they were looking for on the show so the fact that she thought differently from her friends and her being strong will not being deterred from that i like seeing that a lot more in this scene uh, and from I, I i didn't really focus too much on him because he did seem like a forgetful person to me even though he was in the same exact scene so, I mean, yeah, that's that. <laughs> so the the one thing, though, that I did pick up on, and I didn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't until I got to the end of the episode that I realized that they were doing a little, not foreshadowing, but just kind of giving us a little context clues along the way mm-hmm. of Ivan's disturbing kind of relationship with his mother. Because when mom is sitting out there in the audience at the wedding ceremony, yeah. mom whispers <laughs> over to whoever she's sitting next to. I don't know if he can hear her or not, but she was like, you know, well, I thought I would at least get a flower or something too. And the look on his face, he was just like, don't you try it. It is not, this is not your day. Absolutely not. And so that theme follows them now to the wedding reception. And we're at Mm -hmm. this wedding reception and everything seems to be going fairly well. The families are kind of get along. Everyone's getting along. But then mom gets up. And she proceeds, did she sing a song? Is that what she did? I believe she yeah, sang they a both song. sung together. Yeah. <laughs> the wife yeah, and her. The, right. The wife and the mom sang a song. And that pissed him, Ivan, off to no end. He he turned completely red, had to excuse himself from the ceremony. Um, and I thought that that was going to be a turnoff for Alex. I thought she was going to see, oh, wow, this guy has a temper. That's a red flag. I'm out. Mm-hmm. But she didn't do that she surprised me and she was like i'm gonna let him take a minute and i'm gonna go and greet our guests and then i'll tend to him afterwards which i thought was a very mature like Mm -hmm. wow what did you think about that 
<clears throat> yeah, that's something that I really wasn't expecting either, especially when she low key checked him. Not even low key, she really did. No, she check high him. key, she, she high did. Key him. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yes, like that. I love that um, because I feel like a lot of people would shy away from that situation. They'll try to like throw down a back burner. But the fact that she said, okay, I'm going I'm to take care of business here first and then I'm going to come over here and check you. So there's no loose ends over anything. So I like that a lot. And it was just disturbing how his whole face, like that really caught me off guard. I was like, yo, this is kind of weird. Like, so she going to have to deal with someone that isn't really emotionally stable. I think so. We'll see. But what she did prove, though, because I think she said this in her confessional, was that mm -hmm. she's looking for a partner where they conquer the world together. And that yeah. showed me that she's like ride or die. Like, she doesn't even mm -hmm. know what the issue is, but she's like, okay, we're in this thing together. I'm going to handle this so nobody thinks anything is really wrong. And then I'm going to come work on us, which for somebody like him, because he, once he saw that, it kind of, I feel like it kind of softened him a little bit and it kind of made him realize one, he was being a, um, a jerk is the nice way I can yeah. say it. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then two, I can trust my partner because she's going to have my back. And then I just feel like everything, when they went on their honeymoon, everything shifted. He kind of had a moment with his mom where he, in his own way, apologized. And I felt like they got to a better place, probably better than they ever have been. And mm -hmm. now we go on this honeymoon. And it just seems like the sky's the limit for them. Like, I don't yeah. recall anything major on my notes where I have their honeymoon. It's mm -hmm. blank. Because I don't recall anything major taking place on their honeymoon yeah. that was like, oh, this is noteworthy. Yeah, I think the only thing which was like a little annoyance for her probably was that he was on his phone too much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. work. That really wasn't that big of an issue. And it didn't bother her to the point where she said anything because she was, right. as I said, she she's like, oh, we take home with the world together. You take care of this. I'm good. <laughs> I can entertain myself. I promise. Right. <laughs> and so moving on to our last two couples. These are by far my favorite two couples. I'm going to save okay. my very yeah. favorite for last. And I'm going to go into my second favorite, which is Steve and Michelle. So Steve okay. and Michelle, okay. they're the older couple. Um, they're age appropriate i think he's 56 or something like that somewhere in his mid 50s somewhere around she, there and she's somewhere in that mix as well um he mm -hmm. talked about the fact that he had fallen in love with someone but he usually goes for younger girls um but and he found out he had cancer and that kind of put a strain on that relationship and it's and he also cheated and it's like a regret that he's gonna have that he has he says forever Michelle, on the other hand, has been cheated on in every single relationship that she's been in. So she's ultra sensitive <laughs> to cheating. Um, but based on everything else outside of that, I see a lot of potential with these two couples. What did you think on their marry on their uh, wedding day at their ceremony? They both seemed very happy with each other. Mm -hmm. The way he entered the ceremony, by far the best one. He greeted his mother with a kiss. Uh -huh. He went and introduced himself to her mother and kissed her on the cheek and let her get get a good look up and down in his face. And she gave him the thumbs up. Like, that I is approve. an old man way to handle it. And I love that. What did you think about his wedding day? <clears throat> I love that, too, because I feel like if I was in that situation, and I know like a lot of the men that were in that situation were like too scared to do that because they're like, I don't know what reaction I'm going to get 
from the family if I do that. I don't know if they're going to reject me. But he just went straight forward. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, we, we just uh, cut and right What we plan for. Chase. Right. So I did. Right. right. He said, this is what I came for. So I love that. <laughs> but I was like, dang, you, why do you got to tell these kids you cheated before 17 years ago? I know. I, I know. Like, I, I didn't know. I don't know. I just felt like, I mean, it's good that you was being transparent. So that, that was a good thing. But at the same time, if you didn't think it was of that of a big importance because you were telling her that uh, later on, then maybe that was something that you probably shouldn't have said. But I yeah. feel like they're, they have other problems as well that, that could probably get in the way. But overall, I like them too. They're my second favorite pick. Yeah, so you know, I, I, I'm i on, well, you probably don't know, but I'm on this huge honesty kick where I am just like, because I feel like when you're not honest, you carry around so much baggage. And I'm just like, in mm -hmm. 2020, that I had already made that decision that wasn't happening. So when I look at this situation, yeah. though, I see someone who's also brutally honest because there's no mm -hmm. time for games. Like, let's just keep it real. But at the same time, what I'm learning, and I think he just learned it, was you can't be too honest all the time because everyone else is not on that same level and so your honesty will actually work again you have to like spoon feed your honesty sometimes like mm -hmm. you have to be able to survey the room survey the person and realize who can i just tell everything to and then who i i'm still going to tell you the truth i just got to speed uh spoon feed you little by little and she's one of those people you have to spoon feed. yeah so my favorite quote I, is i was gonna say my favorite quote is tell the truth without a slant and I, I think he really should have did that. <laughs> I've never heard that. I'm using that. Show the truth, but add a slant. I love that. Well, let's go to their um, their wedding reception, because that's, mm -hmm. as you pointed out, that's where everything went left. That's when everything was going well. They seemed really happy. That She was extremely nervous uh, when mm -hmm. at the wedding ceremony. And he is such a grown man way like he relaxed her and like put her at ease was exactly mm -hmm. what she wanted and needed so they get to the re wedding reception he's riding high she's riding high the everybody's family's riding high and they're mm -hmm. kind of doing these little meet and greets everyone kind of get to know you and her daughter daughter and son i believe daughter yeah. and son come up and they you know have a conversation with steve and they uh that's when he divulges the fact that he had cheated in a relationship in the past. Now, what he didn't tell her, or did he say seven? Did he tell the daughter it was seventeen years ago? Yeah, I don't think he did. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. when the daughter told the mom, she didn't tell her it was seventeen years ago. Right. Somehow, the mom didn't know that it was seventeen years ago that he cheated. Um, so we kind of addressed that. And but after that was handled, he had to then kind of reel her back in. And I still feel like the way he reeled her back in another grown man way he let her have yeah. her moment with her friends her family cry it out do what you need to do but we're not going to just like act like nothing happened we're going to go right. off to the side and we're going to have this conversation what did you think about the way he resolved that issue with the cheating yeah i feel like that was the right way to go and i don't think a lot of people would do that again i think a lot of people would push that under the rug and act like it never happened and I feel like if you do that, that's going to cause more problems down the line, especially if you didn't address it at the get-go. Mm -hmm. So I felt like the way that he did it was mature. And probably because he's experienced at doing this, you know, at his age. So that was really uh, cool to see that, something that I could take from that, definitely. And 
just the way he carried himself with the situation, because I feel like a lot of people would would definitely make a fool of themselves in right. a situation like that. And also, I'm glad that he told her it was 17 years ago that he put some pressure off of that because that probably, I think that lessened her stress about it because that is something that's really sensitive to to her. And I'm glad that he was able to show that empathy and understand her situation and validate her feelings too because I feel like a lot of people invalidate other mm. people's feelings when it comes to that. And then that messes things up real quick. So I'm glad that he was able to get a grasp over the whole situation and do something about it. Right. And then, so when we get to their honeymoon and they, they went skiing was one of their activities. Mm-hmm. Um, they did something else. She wanted to do something like a, a bungee or a swing or a like bungee something. Jump, up yeah. He didn't want to do it, but he did it. <laughs> and it was cool. It, it, it was what it was, but then they go skiing and she was uh, that little drive thing. Remember when he flipped over the car? Oh yeah, the tubing or looping or something. Yeah. Yeah. So she wanted to do that and he actually kind of sucked at it as she was just kind of like cruising along enjoying the right. He had a whole crash and turned over and it was like, it was bad, <laughs> but he still did it and he mm-hmm. didn't complain to her he complained to us on the camera but he didn't complain to anybody else about it he did it and when we get to the skiing activity she complained the entire time to him he was better at the skiing than she was and it just turned into a thing and 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 the point that i want to make before i get your opinion on that whole situation from beginning to end is the fact that i feel like people really think that they can take advantage of the nice guy because she thought that, oh, here's this sensitive guy that's attentive to my needs, that's all about me. He seems to do everything right, even the bad cheating. He fixed that and then made that right. I can have a tantrum and kind of get over on him and have my way. And he was like, no, because he checked her when they were in the lodge. Mm-hmm. And he, like, called into the carpet and told her everything that she did wrong. And as she was being kind of disgruntled and stubborn a little bit, she realized, oh, wow, he's right, and he's not a pushover. Okay, he got a little something in there that's going to call me out on my, my stuff when I need to. <laughs> and she and I feel like she appreciated that, and she respected she it. She liked that. And it made them even better. She <laughs> right. like, kind of turned her on a little right. bit. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants a pushover. I don't care if you're gay, straight, bi, tri, whatever, black, white, it doesn't matter. Nobody right. wants a pushover. We want to know that, you know, you're going to put Tyler in his place. So what did you think about that? Uh, yeah, so when I saw that, the first thing that came to my mind in that initial argument brought me back to that last couple, the one where she was an alpha. And I'm like, oh. this is probably the dude that you need. <laughs> not that one, but that's a whole right, other right. ruined relationship that's about to come to head anyways. But um, yeah, I felt like he, I don't want to say he was being insensitive a little bit. But it it could come off across of that because I feel like he in that moment he was the person that um, took charge and she came off as a little bit too sensitive. But mm-hmm. I like the way that uh, they handled that situation, and I feel like in a, in a relationship you're gonna have those arguments, you're gonna have those little blowups. And what he was saying, I remember uh, he was like, "We need to have those little blowups." You know, that's how uh, solutions happen, and, and people figure out what they don't like or what they can take away from the situation so the fact that they were able to do that and still be good after 
was kind of like a testament to them possibly moving even further along in their relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I feel like they, they ended on such a high note. They ended, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't, I noticed that they didn't divulge whether or not they um, consummated their marriage or not, but they did end up at least cuddling in the bed and, and they resolved and it just seemed like a really, really happy ending to a pretty decent uh, story. So then that leads us to my favorite yeah in this whole freaking <laughs> experiment um and i can't remember oh connie and jonathan and the reason that i have loved them since the beginning is i feel like they are a perfect match both of them are easy on the eyes but neither one of them is arrogant or one is not more attractive than the other so we don't have this battle and they're attractive mm-hmm. in different ways so there isn't this competition or anything like that both of them are emotional, are super emotional and have been through a lot. So they like to take things really, really, really slow, which is great because if you're somebody that likes to move fast and you're with someone that moves kind of slow, that can be frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so watching this whole thing just kind of bloom and blossom is actually really, really, really beautiful. I want to say I actually shed a couple tears uh, in a couple parts <laughs> for them because because of the simple fact that she does not see her own beauty. That was actually the only reason that kind of made me a little like, right. oh man, because she's she is a, a really attractive woman and she's really smart. I think she's a marine biologist or something like mm-hmm. that. Like she's really smart. She has a great personality. She has an infectious smile and laugh. And she doesn't, when you don't see your own beauty, that is, that is a very, very bad and horrible place to be. So I, I just can't, I just feel, I just feel for her. And she had this amazing guy. We can't do this right now. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to explain to the people why I was already crying like a baby on this. (laughs) Um, And so they, they get to the altar. Her, her mom is completely against it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it's more so from a protective standpoint. So I, I understand it. Um, But what did you think of their wedding? Let me get you in here because I can talk forever. Oh man. Um I mean even before that where they were doing like the character intros and stuff like that, I I felt it like, you know, seeing both of them like, okay, this is about to be my favorite couple. Like, I don't know if you've seen Love is Blind, but they definitely reminded me of Carrot and not Cam. Look, these Cam. Here we go with these names. You know? <laughs> see, that's that spirit. <laughs> that's that spirit. Let me get that out of here. Okay. Uh, Cameron <laughs> and hey. Lauren, um, they were fan favorites of that show. So they instantly reminded me of those two just because of their like poise and like you can just tell <laughs> like they're these humble people. And just seeing them like that first initial look, I was like, Yeah, this is my this is my favorite couple. Even though the mom was kind of savage, like, um, when she was telling her I'm getting married, they was just laughing. I'm like, dang, like I know she's oh, so yes. bad. Although that was kind of funny though. I'm not gonna lie. When mom <laughs> when they burst out laughing, like the first time they laughed, I kind of brushed it off, but that laugh just kept going. Kept going. That was funny. <laughs> that that was really, really funny. That was that one was of the like, funniest moments. Yeah, I felt bad, but that was funny. I was laughing out loud. But just seeing them and then their exchange like before it was just so amazing i was just like okay this is my favorite couple 
their vows. Their vows were yes. so thoughtful and emotional. And like everything that she said was everything that he said he wanted and vice versa. Like it was perfect. It, oh, it, was, it was just perfect. So we get from the wedding ceremony to the wedding reception. Um, and with such a, what would seem like a perfect match, it wasn't the perfect wedding reception because of the mom. And, mm -hmm. you know, usually I'm talking about toxic A friends in this situation, but unfortunately she has a, I'm not going to call her a toxic mom because moms worry. And I understand mm -hmm. why moms worry. So I'm definitely not attacking that. But at some point you kind of have to, especially when your child is proven herself to be him or her or him or her but in this case or her uh proven herself to be responsible she has this amazing career she's smart she's as you see she has a little bit of a wild side with the tattoos and the thing so it's like she's she has a decent head on her shoulder you have to let her fly and mm -hmm. you've already seen the guy you've heard what he has to say this is your opportunity to get to know him not be cold and icy but jonathan rose to the occasion and even though it was awkward as hell he still went over there and stood and tried to have conversation with her. But because of the fact that he's a lot like the like uh, her daughter, when mom is giving that icy whatever to him, he kind of shuts down just like just like her daughter does. So, mm -hmm. but he still just kind of pushed through it a little bit better than the daughter did. What did you think of all of that? I feel like I, I do understand a mom, especially like an overprotective one. And a scenario where your daughter mm -hmm. is just coming up to you and telling you, oh, I'm getting married to a complete stranger. You know, I feel right. like any parent would be kind of shook that that happened. So, I mean, I felt like she could have been a little bit more warm towards him, but I can't completely say that, oh, she was wrong for doing that because from her perspective, you know, this is someone that she doesn't know. She hasn't had, you know, the, the sit downs with him or, the time to know him at family gatherings and stuff like that. So from her standpoint, this is a complete stranger and she don't know the intentions from him at all. Exactly. So I and feel like to some, to oh, yeah. some extent, <clears throat> even though I, I said all those things about her daughter, another factor to add into this, since we're talking about the mom and her concern, the daughter has said she hasn't had many relationships. She hasn't been kissed in how long, like all of this. So I get mm -hmm. mom's complete worry of the fact that yes, we don't know his intentions, but also, my daughter's not a professional dater. She's not someone that does this mm -hmm. often. So, you know, that adds an extra layer in there also. So I, I see your point on that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I still think she could have been more, a sense, more sensitive and more empathetic towards the situation because he was trying to make strides to get to know her. Yeah, he really was. And so, one thing I do love, though, once we leave this wedding, um, because the daughter senses and she sees the, the fact that there have been some words and everything, but he still is, he's shown her, which I think he needed to, that even though I'm a lot like you, I also got your back. And even things that you're terrified to tackle, and I may be uncomfortable to do it, I'm still going to do it without even thinking. Because if you notice, there was no hesitation from this man. He did not mm -hmm. ponder whether he should go say something to the mom or not. Once he saw how mom was acting and he saw and he listened to what uh, his wife was saying, like, you know, mom feels this way. She's not happy that I'm doing this at all. He immediately was like, oh, let me try to fix this. That right there is a right. sign of what all of us should want in a partner. Somebody that sees something wrong and their reaction is, 
oh, let me try to fix it because I want to make the person I'm with happy. So that was the first real positive sign for me besides how they look together. Mm -hmm. So we get to their um, their honeymoon. And I mean, you couldn't have asked for a more romantic honeymoon. They weren't outside doing any <laughs> real major activities. Like they weren't doing climbing up mountains and skiing down slopes. Like they weren't doing any of that. They are relaxing by the pool and they're conversing back and forth and having these romantic mm -hmm. dinners with sunsets and all of these just amazing things, but there's no real serious intimacy thoughts. Right. Oh man. I just feel like of all the people that did it right on this show, <laughs> I felt like it would definitely be Connie and Jonathan. And that last dinner scene with with all of that, you could just tell like with that, the final that kiss. was like yes, that was like the the full on like the gotcha gotcha results. Like that was it. That was that right. moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was catching myself getting a little bit emotional watching that too, because I'm just like, these are like two people that aren't even sure about themselves in a situation, but they bring so much forth to the table. And especially like watching Connie and like her, like kind of talking down on herself, like, dang, like, especially what you were saying earlier, like she really does not realize what she brings to the table. And you know, her beauty, not even like on, you know, the physical appearance, but like of like everything that she brings to the table. And just seeing both of them not being sure about who they are. Um, it was just crazy to see that they were sure about being there for each other. And yeah. the way that they were just listening to each other and and actually listening to each other, because all these other people was listening to it and okay. not not actually hearing <laughs> and right. just to see like the communication and a way that they were just so engaged with each other and just the body language of it all and when they had that kiss i was like now nah, this is some real stuff because all these other people are just kissing just to kiss but i was like that that's a real one right there so i was just like you know what that's that's my people right there because like the, this entire hunt, mind you, I think it was like a three-day honeymoon. Over mm -hmm. this three-day honeymoon, they had not done anything. No kissing, no nothing. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're hugged up in the pool with bathing suits on, but that was the extent of anything that they had done. And they mm -hmm. both really, really, really wanted to kiss the other. They were both just nervous. They, they both just moved really slow. So for those of you that are maybe tuning in and haven't quite seen the full episode or something, I'm trying to paint the picture. This is a very slow moving and slow building uh, scene here. And so when they get to this kiss, it is like the climactic moment, almost like of the entire season that we've been waiting on. Right. And it, it was just, it was just the best romantic thing I have seen on, on television. And it was, I felt like it was real. As much as I'm against a lot of reality shows, this is one of those mm -hmm. that didn't seem staged. Producers didn't have to tell them to do anything. When you make a genuine connection with someone, and I'm a hopeless romantic, so love, I know I keep asking, is this show called Love at First Sight? Because I believe in Love at First Sight. Yeah. Like, that to me is the dream. That's the dream right there. Yeah, I cannot have said it any better. <laughs> So I, 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 you know, that's, that's really, I mean, we're all caught up unless there's anything that I left out of this, these few episodes. 
Um, I know we have like a couple episodes left. They are having a uh, episode where everyone comes together, which is the next episode. So we'll see all of the couples, I guess, sitting down at a table, which looks like it's just going to be a hot A mess. So I'm <laughs> looking forward to this. Any predictions for next week's episode or anything moving forward? Oh, man. I feel like it's about to be a lot of trash. Garbage. Because all the other people that were <laughs> trash the last episode are going to come. Yeah. Right. Just tear it up. So, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like um, a lot of love is about to go out the window. We might not even see Connie and Jonathan because they're so quiet, but right. Tosh and all those other toxic people that we have seen in other episodes, y'all hold on tight. So, Elgin, tell the people where <laughs> they can find you um, so, that, so that they can stay connected to you. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Elgin underscore ball. Hey, and of course you can get your entire life following me on all social media <laughs> at the Tyler Tyson. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Like I said, we are the after show for Merit at First Sight. We will be back next week. Hopefully Lanisha will be back to join us. Make sure that you uh, subscribe, hit that subscribe button and give us a like on all things After Buzz TV. And we will see y'all next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.